About the climate thing. Edmonston turned frosty. The question is under debate, I told you. That was almost two months ago. Something important as this takes time. There are a great many factors to consider, the old man said somewhat querulously. The government feels it's better to wait for more extensive scientific knowledge. More extensive? Listen, time's run out. The engineer took the report from his lap and waved it. We've restudied the matter intensively. We've... We've... I reassembled the original group. You might as well know. What? The old man's anger was not quite convincing. You heard me. The group. He paused, deciding not to tell the director about Klein and Baxter. It occurred to him that he was worried about Finley, too. The man's face had been the color of cardboard when he had left for Florida early that morning. His work, completed, has concluded that the odds favoring the change have increased fairly dramatically. The heating could start soon, as early as this summer, even. Edmonston blinked, then turned vacant eyes toward a bar of sunlight that sharpened the colors of his oriental rug. It was, the engineer admitted to himself, hard to accept the idea of a climate sickness on such a day. A corner of his mind heard the director say abruptly, Didn't I tell you to lay off this thing? Listen, Rufus. Is your group completely in agreement with you? Edmonston asked, studiedly. Well, I guess Anderson's still skeptical, Pick admitted. Anyone else know about the problem? Not that I'm aware of. The Weather Service computer has new information, but we were able to reprogram it last night using XMP, so that on its readout this morning it reported the status quo. The trick worked. On a pretense, I checked with Blake. You remember the junior climatologist before coming to talk with you. Nobody at the Weather Service, including Blake, is aware of what's going on. Good, we can forget about this business for a while. Rufus, I don't understand you. This is a highly dangerous situation. I wanted to check it out carefully before making it public, to avoid a panic. But we can't wait anymore. I want to get the Academy ICSU and others involved. I need help. Got it all in writing, have you? The old man angled his head toward the report. Yes, Pick said. The documentation is thorough. In the conclusion, I discussed the need for a period of strict national austerity. I'd like to analyze it first, Edmonston interrupted. Then we'll talk. That evening, Edmonston sat in Banner's office, armed with a glass of whiskey. He said, You read what I sent? I've been looking at it all day. I lost my appetite for dinner. Same here. What do you think, Rufus? Edmonston fondled a lock of long white hair. Well, it looks worse than it did. This summer? Oh, no, I don't buy that at all. Depending on what you give it, you can make a computer reinforce your original biases, and we know picks toward calamity. Anyway, I'm not saying the climate change will happen at all. I only mean the odds seem poor against it. And better in favor. 
Well, where does that leave us? It seems to me that our objective remains unchanged, to keep the president in office. And save the country needless turmoil if my resident pessimist is wrong. I hate sounding like a couple of conspirators, though. I'm worried that they will look for scapegoats if this blows, and by golly, that'll be us. No need for scapegoats if we can keep the lid on long enough, Banner responded, and nothing much happens. Edmonston said, The main consideration is Pick himself. He could be accused of revealing state secrets if he went public with it, but I don't believe he will, not easily. I know him. He's not only a loyal character, but he's security conscious to the nth.